a minute. Calm down and listen to me. Nobody's saying you can't own a gun. Nobody's even saying you can't carry a gun. All we're saying is you can't carry a gun in town. That's not so bad, is it? What the hell are you doing? I told you we weren't getting involved. You got us involved when you brought us here. Now you hold on a minute, Burge. Hold on nothing. I walk around this town and look these people in the eye, it's just like someone slapping me in the face. These people are afraid to walk down the street, and I'm trying to make money off that like some damn vulture. If we're gonna have a future in this town, it's gotta have some law and order. I've been waiting for something to happen For a week or a month or a year With the blood in the ink of the headlines And the sound of the crowd in my ear You might ask what it takes to remember When you know that you've seen it before where a government lies to a people And a country is drifting to war And there's a shadow on the faces Of the men who sent the guns To the wars that are fought in places Where their business interest runs On the radio talk shows and the TV You hear one thing again and again USA stands for freedom And we come to the aid of a friend But who are the ones that we call our friends? These governments killing their own Or the people who finally can't take anymore And they pick up a gun or a brick or a stone And there are lights in the balance Everybody, this is Ed Hoffman, and welcome to the main event. Open up with that clip from the movie Tombstone. You know what? Uh, if we're gonna have, if we're gonna come here and, and live here, we're gonna have to have law and order. Any of you guys feeling uh, feeling like we're living in Tombstone right now? Hey, you know, people are walking around, and people are are scared to walk down the street. I think that's exactly what we're living in, and uh, quite frankly. I don't like it. I don't like it. If we're going to live here, we're going to have some law and order. And I'll tell you that if uh, Joe Biden gets elected and this defund police stuff happens and we keep cowering down to organizations like Black Lives Matter, you're going to find all these people looking for a new place to live. And uh, I will be on the top of the list because it's just this is just not America, not America. And what we're seeing in and this week as we uh, as we see the rhetoric from the Democrats cranked up with Joe Biden constantly in front of a teleprompter trying to trying to even read sentences coherently and bring in bring in Kamala Harris. I'm gonna talk about that in just a little bit. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the hypocrisy and the and the anger it's bringing up and that which brings us to the song uh, Lives in the Balance by Jackson Brown. Jackson Brown wrote that in the 1980s referring to uh, to uh, Ronald Reagan and uh, the warmonger, senile old guy uh, that uh, they were calling him back then and uh, talking about what government lies to its people. Now, now I think it's pertinent where, hey, where a government lies to its people, 
Um, and I'm not referring to the president. I'm talking about the Democrats and, and the mainstream media who are, who, are, uh, who are enabling them to lie to everybody and, and keep, the, keep the conversation on, on uh, the exact opposite of what's happening and keeping people out of focus on what's really happening. People don't, people don't think, people don't consider, people, they just hear, hear little, hear little uh, snippets on CNN, P- PMS, NBC, or on the internet that are being spread around. And then, okay, that's what's happening. Back to the Dodgers, back to the Lakers, back to whatever else, back to uh, whatever video game they're playing. And they're not thinking and they're not paying attention and they're just uninformed and misinformed. And this is, this is going to be a problem on November 3rd. So I'm going to take it upon myself to make sure that you guys have some ammunition to spread the word around. As I've said it many times, if only I talk to you guys and you guys don't, don't uh, keep the word going around or share this show or share, share these thoughts, we're not accomplishing anything. We need to share this. So anyway, before I go on, for those that don't, don't know me, let me introduce myself. My, my name is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. Uh, if you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, and there are because interest rates are low, 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 uh, which means if you're looking to, uh, if you're looking to buy a property, uh, you, you, can, uh, you can qualify for much more. And if you're looking to refinance a property, the rates are great. And if you're looking for a, re, a, uh, a reverse mortgage, lower rates mean you get more, more of your equity out. Uh, so if you're interested in getting involved in any of those fantastic opportunities, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, Darren Knight, toll free, very code 855-640-2020. Um, if you, uh, if you get, if you get a voicemail on there, leave a message. We'll get back to you. We are busy and uh, not too busy to, uh, to talk to you, but sometimes we're too busy to, to answer, uh, before it goes into voicemail. Um, but we are, we will get back to you. Um, if you want to talk, but you don't want to go on the, you don't want to talk on the phone because it's so personal and so you're burying your soul sometimes. Um, go to edhoffman.net, E-D-H-O-F-F-M-A-N.net. Click on the Summit Funding logo. And go, that'll take you to my lending page where it'll, uh, you can put in as much information as you want us to have. Tell me how much information you want back. You'll hear back from either myself or one of my talented teammates, Eric Marquez, Cody Bradbury, Brian Goodman, and Lance Keisha will help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle. Um, if you want to hear any part of the show uh, repeated, you can also get on at Hoffman.net, click on the podcast page. You can get this show as well, as well as several past shows, and you can uh, listen to them on demand. And you can also get this podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes, where you can subscribe subscribe for free, have it automatically download to your uh, your phone or your computer, your iPad, your iPod, your mini pad, your maxi pad, uh, your computer, anything you can listen to podcasts on and uh, hear it whenever it's convenient for you. Um, the, uh, follow me on Twitter at Ed Hoffman, where I tweet about current events all week long and the Facebook, uh, like the Facebook, uh, Facebook page, the main, uh, which is facebook.com slash the main event at Hoffman. If you want to send comments on the show, email me at ed at edhoffman.net. So anyway, let's get on to the the uh, the circus going. You know, the Showtime has the uh, has that show, the circus. I don't know if it's still on, but it was about the uh, Trump campaign uh, in 2016. Um, I think I think someone should get some. If the media was was interested in this, I think the the Biden campaign and the whole Democratic uh, the whole Democrat Party 
is uh, should be called the circus. But <clears throat> that's Showtime. They're part of the mainstream media, and they do what they do. So after stringing America along for the last two weeks, Joe Biden finally announced that his pick for running mate is the same person who said this to him barely one year ago. I'm going to now direct this at Vice President Biden. To hear you talk about the reputations of two United States senators who built their reputations and career on the segregation of race in this country. You also worked with them to oppose busing. And, you know, there was a little girl in California who was part of the second class to integrate her public schools. And she was bused to school every day. And that little girl was me. And, you know, she's also the same person who said uh, she believes the woman who accused uh, Biden of sexual assault. Um, she said, hey, uh, I believe them. And uh, and she's also the one that said she believes uh, uh, the 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 BS accusers of uh, Brett Kavanaugh when he was being confirmed as uh, as a Supreme Court justice. And then she went on to say, well, you know, what? Uh, I only know Joe Biden as I've known him and kind of covered it up. So she wasn't really accusing him, but she basically, she basically, uh, took the, uh, uh, she, she's a chameleon. She changes her, she changes her, her, uh, her opinions based on what's best for, for, uh, Kamala at the time. And it's just, it's, it's amazing. Um, we'll talk more about that. So Kamala Harris will be the democratic, uh, vice presidential candidate nominee, which means Susan Rice wasted her time going on TV again. And the rest of us wasted our time learning about who Karen Bass is and talking about Elizabeth Warren and uh, who else was up there, uh, a whole bunch of people. And, you know, what's funny is we voted, we voted, based, you know, they, they picked someone out based on their skin color. It had to be a, a, a woman of color. It had to be because we have to do the me, take care of the Me Too movement and we have to take care of the Black Lives Matter thing. So it didn't matter who was best for our country. Because realize that Joe Biden's not going to last in this. If Joe Biden actually got elected, he'll be in there for a year, maybe less. And then he's going he's gonna to resign for, for uh, health reasons that we can see, real obvious. And whoever becomes the, the vice president is going to become the president. And when you think about it, um, Kamala didn't, didn't make it very far when the, people, when the people were asked on their opinion about whether she should be president, uh, she was like the first one to to, uh, to drop out, which I'll talk about in a second. Even the rollout of the ticket was awkward with this Zoom call that made it clear Kamala's focus is still on her own presidential ambitions. Why else would she leave poor Joe waiting on hold for her with the cameras rolling? Hi, 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 sorry to keep you. That's all right. You ready to go to work? Oh my God, I'm so ready to go to work. First of all, is the answer yes? The answer is absolutely yes, Joe, and I'm ready to work. I am ready to do this with you, for you. I, I just, I'm just deeply honored, and I'm very excited. Deeply honored. She doesn't think much of him. She doesn't. She's shown that in the in the debate. She doesn't think much of him. She doesn't like him very much. She doesn't. And you know, and you know damn well she knows he's he's senile. But I'm so ready to do this. Be the next. Be the first woman president. Uh, by you resigning after after you get elected. Okay, so remember, Harris was one of the first candidates to end her campaign during the primaries, dropping out of the race in December before the first primary, before the first vote was counted. 
was uh, was uh, was cast. Dropping out in the race in December to put that perspective put that in perspective, Julian Castro and Cory Booker both stayed until January. Despite her unpopularity, she somehow managed to help Biden raise twenty six million, which uh, was in one day, and then I guess is now up to forty eight million since the government announced since since the announcement. And on CNN and MSNBC, the hosts have been fawning over her all week. See if you can stand almost a full minute of it. I thought it was coming, and it was incredibly exciting news when it came. Just a remarkable moment. She cares about women's issues. She she cares about equality deep within her soul. And she does have a, a, you know, a kind of a charisma. You know, I don't want to use the word celebrity, but in political terms, she does. She is a fighter. She's smart. She's quick on her feet. She's articulate. One of the, the pluses for a Kamala Harris candidacy is her personal magnetism. This is a phenomenal pick tonight. People wanted to be around her. There was a charisma, a fascination, for lack of a better word, Anderson, a bit of celebrity surrounding Kamala Harris. I immediately understood why people in California saw her as the female Obama. Kamala Harris is the first black vice presidential nominee and the first South Asian vice presidential nominee. This is, is history in the making. Oh, absolutely. Oh, geez. That's if I had to, I had to, I had to excuse myself and throw up. Um, but I, but I came back, came back to the microphone. She doesn't care about anyone. She doesn't care about inequality. She doesn't care about black people. She doesn't care about women. She doesn't care about anybody but Kamala. In fact, she's such a, she's such a two-faced. Uh, listen to this. She's talking to uh, some, some college kids or some high school kids in, uh, in a uh, town hall last year and uh, talking about whether uh, kids should vote. Do you believe that Americans should have the right to vote at age 16? I'm really interested in having that conversation. I have to tell you that. Um, I think that there is no question that um, if we are looking at what is going on in our country, we are putting more responsibilities on people at a younger age. And um, the larger number of people that we can involve in the electoral process, um, I think the more robust it would be. Yeah, she's more interested. She's she's more interested in putting more. She thinks we're putting more responsibility on on young people today. Are we making them pay their bills? No. We making them uh, work? No. We making them have to work for uh, for grades? No. Are we making them go to school? No. Are we are we giving them any responsibility? No. Are we are we catering to their to their whines and cries? Yes. But here's what here's what Kamala said in an, in another uh, interview and uh, in relationship to these young kids that should be more involved. It's a specific phase of life. Remember, age is more than a chronological fact. What else do we know about this population, 18 through 24? They are stupid. So why would uh, why would she think we should consider putting 16 year olds, letting them vote when 18 to 24 year olds are stupid? And I don't disagree with that second with that second uh, comment because I don't think people at eighteen know which which side of the bread uh, their bread is buttered. They don't know which what they want to do with their lives. They shouldn't they shouldn't be racking up uh, gazillions of dollars in debt for their parents to go to college when they don't know what they want to do. I think they should be going into the Peace Corps or the military and and getting some experience with life and then figure it out. So. Uh, so that's the uh, that's that is the the character of 
Kamala Harris. This is what she says. She says what she's whatever needs to be said to whoever she's talking to. And she doesn't you don't know where you don't know where she where she stands on anything. The next day was their first appearance together in Delaware with Harris making very predictable but very serious allegations against the president. Did you know President Trump is killing an American citizen every 80 seconds? That's literally what the Democrat vice presidential nominee said. Somebody who has presented my fair share of arguments in court. The case against Donald Trump and Mike Pence is open and shut. When other countries are following the science, Trump pushed miracle cures he saw on Fox News. So when other countries open back up for business, what did we do? We had to shut down again. His refusal to get testing up and running, his flip-flopping on social distancing and wearing masks, all of that is reason. And the reason that an American dies of COVID-19 every 80 seconds. Yeah, remember, he is a racist for uh, closing the borders when he did. And then, of course, he's he's responsible because he waited so long to close the borders. Uh, then they got then he uh, then he heard from about the uh, hydroxychloroquine that the people in France tried and discovered that it it works effectively against coronavirus. But since he uh, since he brought it up, uh, it was it didn't make it, it. They had to campaign against it. Then he mentioned uh, disinfectant killing the killing the the virus in sunlight. And uh, and all of a sudden you got the Democrats telling everybody he wants to inject disinfectant and bleach into people's veins. And uh, and, you know, when when he never said anything like that. Um, and then then it was the hypocrisy on of the, how changing his story on masks. I think it was Fauci and all the experts that changed their opinion on masks. Should we wear a mask? Should we not wear a mask? Does it work? It doesn't work. Um, the social distancing thing has been has been, you know, all these experts know until they change their mind two weeks later, and then they change their minds again. Then there's her dubious tale of how Trump ruined Barack Obama's amazing economy. Trump is also the reason millions of Americans are now unemployed. He inherited the longest economic expansion in history from Barack Obama and Joe Biden. And then, like everything else he inherited, he ran it straight into the ground. Because of Trump's failures of leadership, our economy has taken one of the biggest hits out of all the major industrialized nations with an unemployment rate that has tripled as of today. Wait a minute. Didn't he uh, take that lackluster uh, recovery from Obama where he just gave money to people? And uh, cranked it up, reduced regulations, reduced taxes, and watched the the economy go crazy. And wasn't it just shutting down the economy that uh, that has killed the killed the uh, the the economy and driven up unemployment? And hasn't he been the one advocating to open up, to open it back up, and keep people from losing their companies and doing all that stuff? And you know what did what did Joe Biden and and Barack Obama do to, to crank up the economy. All they did was give tax money away. And you remember, you know, if Biden's, hey, hire American and build American. Wait, wasn't that discriminatory? And then, of course, the, uh, the, buy, Amer the buy American part was, was, hey, remember cash for clunkers? 
Remember cash for clunkers? Hey, we're going to, here's a great way we're going to stimulate the economy. We're going to give you $4,500 for your piece of crap uh, uh, junk car that's in your backyard doing nothing. We're going to make sure that we give you $4,500 of taxpayer money, no matter if it runs or not. But we didn't, we didn't put any caveats that you have to buy an American car, which I brought up eight years ago or 10 years ago when it, when it happened and said, hey, you know what? People are buying BMWs with that. What does that do for our economy? So anyway, this is the, more of the hypocrisy and the idiocy of, of Biden and Kamala Harris. And finally, you knew this was coming. Joe Biden proved yet again his capacity for exploiting his own son's death uh, knows no bounds. And now Kamala happily joins him in doing it. You know, I came first to know who Kamala was through our son, Bo Biden. They were friends. They served as attorneys general at the same time. They took the same big, they took on the same big fights together. Kamala in California, Bo here in Delaware. Big fights that helped change the entire country. I know how much Bo respected Kamala and her work. And that mattered a lot to me, to be honest with you, as I made this decision. In the midst of the Great Recession, Bo and I spoke on the phone practically every day, sometimes multiple times a day, working together to win back billions of dollars for homeowners from the big banks of the nation that were foreclosing on people's homes. I learned quickly that Bo was the kind of guy who inspired people to be a better version of themselves. And when I would ask him, where did you get that? Where did this come from? He'd always talk about his dad. Yeah, that's such a crock of crap. They saved homeowners from losing their monies to the big banks. Well, the homeowners got all that money, paid off their Escalades and their boats, and, uh, and, and did all kinds of stuff with it. They knew what they were signing, and then, then they, uh, they saved them from the banks. They killed the banks doing that. And the banks should never have been forced into taking those loans, but the government forced them into it. On Thursday, their next appearance together was, was a call to a nationwide mask mandate, which they, which they want enforced by every governor for a specific time period. See if you can catch it. Every single American should be wearing a mask when they're outside for the next three months at a minimum. We just witnessed real leadership, which is Joe Biden said that as a nation, we should all be wearing a mask for the next three months because it will save lives. Yeah, number one, Joe, you're not the president yet. You don't you don't make any calls like that. And Kamala, you're just you're just a you're just a I don't even want to say it because it's just gonna get bleeped out anyway. And for the next three months, we're going to go through this for three months more. Why do you think that is? Uh, I guess that brings us to the election, doesn't it? Which will bring us to my, my prediction from the last six months that this, that the coronavirus will be cured November 4th. And I'll tell you, and I'll tell you while I got a, just a little bit of time left. I went to the doctors this weekend or this week uh, for a, for a uh, doctor's appointment and talked to a couple of nurses there and they say they're tired of it. They're tired of it. And we talked about this vaccine that supposedly will come out right after the election. And I said, well, I'll tell you the people I talked to, this people I talked to, and I'll tell you for me, there's no way I'm letting them stick a needle in my arm with some 
who knows vaccine that might have some kind of a tracker in it or something. And uh, I heard two two nurses say, we're not taking it. No way. I'm not letting them stick it in my arm. And, uh, and, and our husbands say the same thing. You know what? It's time for people to wake up to what's going on here and come out of the ether and know that November 3rd, you need to vote. I know California is not going to go for Trump. You need to go vote for it anyway. You need to vote for for Trump. You need to vote for if you're in Riverside in uh, for Aja Smith for Congressman. If you're San Bernardino, Cucamonga, or anywhere in between, uh, you need to be voting for uh, Agnes Gibney for for Congress. You need to vote everything with R next to it because if we don't take control of this country away from the Democrats, we won't have any country left. Hey, I got a special treat for you in, in part two this week. Uh, return of Bevlin Beatty. If you heard me three, four weeks ago when she was on, you'll know you're in for a treat. But uh, I'm all out of time for this for part one. So stay tuned for five minutes weather traffic commercials, and I'll be right back with Bevlin Beatty. And welcome back to part two of the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. I don't talk a lot about uh, real estate financing, but I probably should because interest rates are so good. Interest rates are so good. And and I'll tell you about the the issue with how long refinances are taking and how long and how long it's trying to, to how long it takes to get calls back. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac just raised raised uh, their fees by a half a percent uh, this week uh, on on refinances, on all refinances. And I don't know if this will stay on. And Summit Funding is is eating part of that or eating half of it. So we're not passing it all on to the customer, but uh, most places they are. And I will tell you that there's a lot of pushback. So because is that going to slow things down? No, it's just going to put more money in Fannie and Freddie's pocket. So I, I suspect that may they may pull back on it. But if you're interested in getting in getting a quote on refinancing, if you're interested in buying, if you're interested in looking into a reverse mortgage, call me toll free at 855-640-2020, 855-640-2020, or go to edhoffman.net, click on the Summit Funding logo. Okay, so I have a special treat for you. It's been a few weeks since we've spoken with Bevlin Beatty, and a lot has happened since then. So there's plenty to talk about. Welcome back to the show, Bevlin Beatty. Hi, thank you for having me. So uh, always happy. We'll put you as a we'll put you as a, a regular sidekick if we need to. Uh, after you joined us last time, we heard from listeners who loved what you had to say. Uh, we know how you feel about Black Lives Matter, but you have some really unique insight on who founded the movement and what what their objective is. And we didn't have time to get into that last time, uh, so we're going to make that top of our, my, my first question. Uh, fill us in on on uh, what you know about that. Well. I don't know if you guys know, but it was three lesbian women who founded Black Lives Matter. And these women are trained Marxists. OK, so uh, they got a hold of some nutcase white liberals uh, who needed to use them as token black Negroes to influence the black people. And those are the leaders that are running Black Lives Matter. They could care less about black people at all. They are for a lesbian trans uh, uh, against the nuclear family agenda. They also support abortion. I mean, these people are disgusting and everything they represent goes totally against black people values. And it goes absolutely against Christ values and American values in itself. So I would never, I, I don't, I don't like the organization. I would never support them because I feel like they've used us as a pawn. And these women who even represent this organization are uh, again, sellouts. 
they sold us out for their their bigger benefit because I guess these people told them that if you roll with us and you do Marxism with us, you'll gain the world, which what they thought to realize is there's, they're nothing but a pawn. And uh, those are the type of people running Black Lives Matter. Yeah, I think uh, I I have to agree with with what I see because I don't see anything that 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 resembles them really caring about uh, about lives because there's so much of the stuff they they that they just ignore. There's so much stuff in the news. There's so much stuff. You know, if if Black Lives Matter, why are you why are you killing black people so much? Why are you killing black businesses so much? And you're in your protest. You have no you have no uh, no discrimination you're not being you're not even looking at who you're just looting you're looting you're stealing you're making riots and and they're not doing anything that that would respect that would indicate they respect black lives much less any lives the hypocrisy of black lives matter knows no bounds they don't say a word when black children are shot no you're 100 percent right though i'm 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 in total agreement so not even trying to interrupt but i I just 100 percent agree this is my thing. I'm going to tell you how I feel uh, Black Lives Matter represents, uh, it, it supports white supremacy. Think about this. When a white cop shoots a black man, right, they are raising hell. They are tearing down cities. They're, I mean, it's all over the news. We need justice. All of this goes down when a white cop kills a black man. But yeah, when you're dealing with black on black crime or when you're talking about a uh, black genocide because babies are dying, cities are still in quiet. And if you even speak to someone who supports Black Lives Matter and you bring up the killing of the killings of black men because let's be very clear, uh we're only 12% of the nation, but yeah, we take up 55% of the crime. That means there is an issue in our own culture. So am I saying that injustices and inequality doesn't exist? I mean, as long as we live on this earth, we're going to deal with issues like that. It's inevitable. This is a fallen world full of sin. Racism is a portion of sin, just like fornication, just like LGBTQ lifestyle. I mean, stealing, lying, cheating, all of it's sin, right? Uh, You can't completely eradicate it, but you can find some ways to kind of uh, uh, confront it and deal with it. But what they're basically saying is we're not going to address the issue in Black culture. We're not going to address the hip-hop music that tells you, I'm going to go shoot him, hit him in the face, I'm going to slap that hoe, kick that hoe. But all of a sudden, when a white man kills a Black man, everybody's tearing cities down. So it's white supremacy all over again. Yep. That's, uh, that's how I see it as well. And they, and they just don't, they just don't speak out if, you know, and if, if like in the, in the debates, uh, some of the debates, uh, even in 2016, when they're going to the candidates, black lives matter or all lives matter. And, you know, uh, Bernie Sanders goes, black lives matter. You know, it's what, what is the, why isn't it not all lives matter? And this week, a five-year-old boy named uh, Cannon Hinton, was killed while playing outside his home, riding his bike. And uh, one of the one of the neighbors, uh, a black kid about 25 or 26 years old, walks up and sticks his gun on his head and pulls the trigger. Um, they're too busy trying to burn down police precincts to care about that. It seems it seems like instead of Black Lives Matter, they believe no lives matter. Except there's when a white person does it. Okay, that's the key component because that young boy. That's a five-year-old baby. America should be flipping tables right now for that little boy, right? 
So you got a deranged black man who actually was a neighbor and a friend to the father. The little boy's riding the bike and for whatever reason, you felt some type of way because that little boy is riding the bike in your yard and you come out of your house with a gun, put it to the little boy's head after the little boy turns to you and says, hi. The little boy knew who this man was because I spoke to the family members yesterday. So they told me these extra details. And so, so, so you, you, you're a friend of the family, you're a neighbor, the dad just had dinner with you and you shoot this little boy, five-year-old boy, baby in the head and nobody's raising nothing about nothing is quiet yeah y'all still got the audacity to talk about george floyd he got three funerals but if that little boy name was tyrone and the guy who shot him was bill johnson or something like that and baby they would it would be they would tear this this country inside out now tell me i'm lying you're not lying and you know it it goes to me it says what people aren't what people aren't thinking about because most people don't think is if they're ignoring this, they're clearly have an agenda. So CBS, NBC, ABC, CNN, CNBC, uh, and uh, CNN, they're not covering it. The only people that I've seen on TV, other than on social media, the only TV channels I've seen, Fox News and Blaze TV are the only ones that, that are even talking about it. And so, you know, and, I, and people say, oh, oh CNN's my 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 channel of choice you don't think they're 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 not having an agenda and giving you the little pieces that they want and not all the truth if you don't see all the truth if you don't see all the truth and then you just don't have you your opinion can't be right if you don't see all sides yep yep if you, if, if it's not a solid truth and it's not biased then you are a liar period their views and their opinions on things uh, are biased therefore they're lying they make exceptions to the rule depending on the person uh and really you know what it kind of gives a crutch to the black community so and the thing is even the black folk like me suffer within our own community i was just in las vegas and you know we were we were using joe biden quotes and blaming trump for the quote saying trump did it and so while we're talking and asking people their opinion about the quotes, they're they're saying how racist Trump is. They can't stand him. He a pedophile. He this, he that. The moment we expose and show them, oh, wait, these are Joe Biden quotes. Oh, uh, well, you know, maybe he had to say it because, you know, so now all of a sudden you make an excuse, right? So you're, you're biased. You're biased. You've been indoctrinated to, to dislike somebody that you don't even know. You haven't even done that. took the time to do the research. And then the moment I call you out, Oh, you wish you was a white girl. Mind you, the guy who said it to me was Haitian. I said, if I wish I was a white girl, and I mean, you just got off the banana boat. What are you talking about? Like, how you do? How, how does that make sense? It's so biased that, and, and the, the reality is these people will just lie. They will lie out of their teeth to keep this narrative rather than acknowledge the truth. It's sick. Yeah, and I think uh, people, people are too tied up in whether they like Trump or not. No, yes. hey, number one, how can anybody look at Biden and say this is such a better person? He's he's lost. He's lost in in La La Land, and Trump is just saying th he's saying things that that from his heart he's saying things that he sees and he sees the truth and he says it. Maybe he should maybe he should uh, edit it a little bit and say it a little bit more politically correct. Um, but. You know what? At least you know where. You, at least you know where he's coming from. You know where where his uh, where his character is. You know where his where he stands. And you know people. 
hey, you know what? You didn't like that he said that? Well, is it the truth or it's not the truth? Because all we need is the truth. So let's go on to, the, let's go on to our, our next uh, thing. Well, I know you do a lot of traveling. You did a video in Oakland uh, here, here just uh, in the last few days where you showed, uh, or at least I saw it in the last few days, um, where you showed what government-funded and nonprofit funding housing really looks like. You said it looked like a rundown village in mm -hmm. Africa. I watched the video, and it does. Um, I encourage everyone to go to your Facebook page and watch it. Um, what would you say about the homelessness crisis in our in our? And what would you say to our California Governor uh, Gavin Newsom and the new VP nominee nominee uh, Senator uh, Kamala Harris, uh, who also comes from uh, from that area? Well. Let's start from the top. Californians, okay? The working class Californians. You live in Cali. Yep. Uh, you, can, you, you, you can admit the, the property tax and rent is extremely expensive in California, correct? Yes, that is correct. Okay. And California is one of the top cities when it comes to programs for the homeless, correct? Uh-huh. Okay. So now you have property taxes, therefore rent going up climbing higher and higher and higher because these governors keep asking people for more money to implement more um, programs to help out the homeless that keep coming to Cali, right? So their excuse is, oh, they come to Cali because of the good weather. Oh, no, they don't. They come to Cali because you can l live on the street all your days until you die, get a monthly check for about $600 to $1,000. You can inject it into your arm. And next month, and, and whatever you spend left over, you borrow from your drug dealer again. And then when the beginning of the month come, you got another check to pay back your debt, plus get you some more drugs until the next month. Okay? You don't have to pay for no rent. You don't have to pay for food. You can get showers. You can get new clothes. You can get, you live better on the streets than you do working in California because of the programs. And it's the taxpayer money that is taking care of this stuff. And that's why y'all taxes and y'all rent and y'all cost of living is so extremely high because of California. Now, the thing is with all of these programs and all of this money going into the homeless, you would think the issue would be solved. This is what they say. We need more money. We need help the homeless. More money, more money, more money. Uh, California is I've uh, been giving money, been giving money, and yet y'all y'all cities are getting worse. And even with COVID, it got worse. It got worse because now the people who were actually working are no longer working. They're probably depressed. They can't work out. Uh, uh, they have no peace of mind. So then guess what? They get hooked on drugs. Next thing you know, they sitting on the corner um, injecting heroin and they're getting better benefits on the corner injecting heroin into their arm than they are having an apartment and being a responsible adult. And all of this is because of the disgusting devil, Gavin Newsom. He's a devil. And I, I, at the end of the day, a lot of Christians don't like when I say this, okay? But in my Bible, it speaks specifically on the Egyptians and the Amalekites, okay? The mm -hmm. Egyptians were the ones who kept Israel in slavery. Uh, these people bound Israel. And, you know, in a sense, they denied God, but they weren't as treacherous as the Amalekites. As the, Amal as the, the Israelites were coming out of Egypt, the Amalekites met them on every side and tried to kill off their children. I mean, they were just agents of evil. The Egyptians just wanted you to be their slaves and give them free labor. But the Amalekites wanted to murder. They were murderous, sick 
people with the evil agenda and they could care less about anybody in their way. They wanted to execute. And that's why God hated the Amalekites. In the same way, God hates a, a spirit of a person who has a, a, a an agenda to just be against anything good and anything of truth. And this is who Gavin Newsom and, and Kamala Harris are. First of all, she's not even black. Her dad is a white Jamaican who owns slaves and her mother is an Indian. She's not even a black chick, okay? She's running as a person of color because of the, the, America is so emotional about color for some reason that this chick was even able to step up and be a vice president when she's not black. She's not, all right? And the sad part is it was the same thing with Obama. Obama's daddy was African. He was not African-American. His people didn't help build this nation. Yet he sat in that White House, could give a damn about the USA, and he showed his true colors before he walked out because that's the type of man he was, a trifling dog. So for me personally, I just, I'm going to say they need to repent while they have the chance because they're going to get judged for the things that they've done and for the lives that they've, got, they've cost. For all of those people who are sitting on the streets half naked, injecting drugs into their arms by the droves, they're going to pay for that. And for all those working class families who are literally starving to make ends meet, they're going to pay for that as well. So that leads us right into my next, my next question was Biden picked Kamala Harris this week. And uh, you had a video saying uh, basically they just gave the race to Trump. What do you mean by that? Nobody likes Kamala Harris. Black people do not like Kamala. Kamala put a lot of black folk in jail. She was the persecute. Uh, she was a prosecutor. And this is around the time that Bill Clinton had sent in that law, you know what I'm saying, that war on crime bill, and it, it ended up having a lot of Black people go to jail. She played a humongous part in sending a lot of these men to jail. Whether they were guilty or not, Black folk don't like when you put them in jail. Okay, so right there, black people are not voting for Kamala. She already lost the the uh, the president of uh, the presidential uh, nominee for primary. They, nobody was gonna vote in that chick. Nobody wants her, and a lot of them don't respect her because they feel like she used her sexual goods to get where she's at. You know, that's an exact accusation. But again, I'm just I'm I'm speaking for the people. So she played herself. You got sleepy, creepy Joe Biden who will not debate Trump because he can't afford to, because he's going to play himself, okay? And then on top of that, and he, he he's word vomiting disrespect as he speaks to even a, a, a doorknob. Well, no, okay, yeah, nah, this dude is not solid, okay? So then now you put Kamala, who actually we know would end up being the president because Biden will probably sit for maybe six months because he's totally incognito, and then she's going to step up. And she's, she, I mean, you look at her district, she could care less about her own city, let alone running, or her own state, let alone running America. People know this. So they gave it to Trump. Trump shown and proved, even in the midst of the pandemic and all of this stuff they try to do to set this man black back, he's still pushing a thousand times forward, even with them trying to hinder him. So you could imagine what he could do if he had green tape. So no, everybody knows better. It's common sense. Trump's going to win. Well, I sure hope, I sure hope so. It's just angering to me to watch the uh them put out the polls and i know i say hey you know what i don't answer my home phone number my home home phone hardly ever and uh and occasionally i might say hey let me see what this is and you know for me to tie up hey we're doing a we're doing a poll and they want to ask you a half an hour worth of questions i just hang up on them i don't have time for that and and i suspect from what i see when i'm out i have a i have a face mask when i have to uh when i have to wear one um, mine says Trump 2020 on it. 
say, hey, you know, if the Democrats can make me wear wear a uh, face mask, I'm going to be in their face. And so, uh, so I wear the Trump 2020, and I have a Trump shirt I wear. And people people don't want to do that because they're afraid of getting attacked. Uh, I'm pretty well equipped uh, with uh, with the things that come off my shoulders, and uh, as well as I carry. So I'm not worried about it. But I say I walked. I had a doctor's appointment yesterday, and wearing a Trump shirt and. And someone said, hey, I like your shirt. I said, you should get one and wear it for the next 90 days to let people know that, that you support him. But um, I just think, I think there's a silent majority out there of people that don't talk to pollsters and they're just afraid to be uh, vocal about how they really feel. Do you agree with that? I, I agree 1,000%, but I'll tell you this. While I was in Las Vegas, me and Ed may seen at least four black people that were in Vegas ready to gamble with Trump 2020 shirts on. And one of them was a lesbian. I'm talking about the tomboy lesbian. Okay. This goes against a whole lot of odds. So, I mean, like you said, there's a strong silent majority who, again, a lot of people are not going to be as bold as me. You are, they're not going to be ready to go out and debate and argue and kind of push for change. They should be, but they're not. But at the same time, they're going to sit quietly. They're going to use their critical think. They're going to boil and stew at the ignorance. And when they hit that ballot box, they're going to check Donald Trump. And it's going to be a landslide this year. I could bank on it. Yeah. Unless, unless they uh, are successful in doing the, all the mail-in ballots and cheating. So yes, that's the only way. That's the only way they're going to do it is if they do the mail-in ballots and cheat and stuff like that. But the people are not going to let that happen. I'm telling you right now, the people is just, God is not going to let that happen. That's what faith has to come in. And I just, you know, God is not going to let that happen, but I'm telling you right now, Trump is going to in 2020, you know, I can't, I, I, I can't afford to sit and just be anxious and worry. I have to just have that faith, but I know for a fact he's going to win. Um, last week, he had strong vo- strong words for black voters when Biden showed his true colors with the with notable exceptions diversity comment. You said that's how they feel about us. And you made it. You made some comments about uh, in specifics to what Biden meant by, hey, you know, uh, unlike the African community with notable exceptions and that, that the, the Hispanic community is is diverse. Those way is so diverse and diverse, diverse uh, opinions on a lot of things. How did that make you feel? What do you think? What do you think he was saying? Well, I felt like he was uh, telling basically how he felt the whole time. So, I mean, I wasn't surprised nor offended. This is how the Democrats feel about black people. This is why he can say, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. Because he believes that black people are not diverse and that they're all going to do the same thing, except for a couple few. And the few he's talking about is the Obamas, the, uh, the uh, Jesse Jacksons, uh, the Al Sharptons. Uh, the token Negroes that are a little bit different and outside of the box enough to let us pay them to to corrupt our own people. Uh, that's who he's speaking on. And this is how he really feels about us. So I'm not even surprised. But you know what? Let's prove him wrong. Let's let's go be diverse. Because I'm going to be honest with you. Unfortunately, a lot of what he said was kind of true because that's what we show. We show if you black, you eat fried chicken. If you black, you do watermelon. You go write about Black Lives Matter. You go loot at Nike stores and Jordan stores. I mean, and we know this is not across the board, but this is what they what they represent about us. And then the celebrities that are the face of the black people, this is what they show. They they out they kneeling in support of Black Lives Matter while you got a white man signing your million zillion dollar check, and you won't you yourself won't even go back to your own neighborhood without security. But Black Lives Matter. 
You know what I mean? So we paint this narrative that we all think the same, that we're all victims, that we're all losers. So it's inevitable that he would believe that way. And so it's going to take the black people to show different. What do you want black voters to know? Well, I want black voters to know that your vote is valuable and it does matter. So um, I don't want to hear that excuse. Oh, well, you know, it doesn't matter anyway. Uh, the system's already rigged for us to lose. No, your vote matters a lot. That's why America is willing to turn things upside down, especially the Democrats, because your vote it really does matter. So I want to encourage you to go out and vote. And I want to encourage you to do your research and learn about your President Trump. Also learn about Biden. Learn about the bills that he signed. Learn about the reason why a lot of your brethren and sisters are sitting in jail right now for 30 years to life due to holding a grandma crack. Uh, really take the time to do your research um, and you will come to the conclusion that Trump is the right guy for the job. But I don't want to tell you that. The proof is in the pudding and you'll see it for yourself if you're willing to do your research. Um, and yeah, just just know your vote matters. Don't think it's a waste. Don't use that as an excuse to not go out and, and be a voice. Go and vote. Absolutely. Well, we're at, we're out of time, Bevlin. Uh, I I thoroughly enjoy talking to you. You're uh, I, I love the your perspective and uh, and we're we're a brother and sister in the way we think. Amen. Absolutely. Well, we're at, we're out of time, Bevlin. Uh, I. I thoroughly enjoy talking to you. You're, uh, I, I love the, your perspective and, uh, and we're, we're a brother and sister in the way we think. Amen. Okay. So, uh, we're all out of time for this week's, uh, episode of the main event. Uh, you guys go out there and do your deal. Keep your eyes open. Talk to your friends, talk to your relatives, talk to your kids, talk to your neighbors, and make sure that you're not too scared to say that you support Trump, that you support the Republican Party. Don't be afraid to tell people that the Democrats are causing us to live the way we're living and that you're mad and that you're mad. You're you're ticked off and you're tired of it. And this is not life. And uh, just keep people in perspective anyway. So keep your uh, keep the voice going. Keep the word, the, the message going. I'm all out of time. My name is Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening to the main event. And I will be back again with you next week. Opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Summit Funding Incorporated. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921, California DRE ID number 1012658, Arizona MLO license number 0926439, Branch NMLS ID number 1841782, Summit Funding Incorporated NMLS ID number 3199, Arizona license number 0925837, Equal Housing Opportunity.